Hello and welcome to Drop the Ball. We are back with another episode this week. We thought it'd be fun to share some Drop the Ball moments from our lives to start the show. So I'm Matt Robinson, and this week when Kansas State was losing to TCU and blew a 28-10 lead, I chucked my phone on the ground and it completely shattered. (laughs) So... Drop the ball for me this week was that. There you go, Jackson. Let's I've go. I've heard that story a couple times, but usually they're PlayStation remotes. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah, it was a hey. phone this time instead of PlayStation. Wait a minute. Controllers, not remotes. Hey, it's okay. AT&T's running a deal. Running a deal. $800 off. Can't believe your phone, phone is still eligible for that. Have you actually talked to them? Yeah, I have actually. Right. It's in the mail. So we'll see. Anyway, Jackson, I'll throw it over to you. Um, my name is Jackson Wilkes. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Um... <laughs> So my friends uh, have been inviting like a a girl around that I think is kind of attractive. Nice. Um, oh man, she follows me on Instagram now. I hope she doesn't go listen to this after I post about it. <laughs> Anyways, um, whatever. If she does, then she every knows. Instagram follower is like, oh my god. <laughs> Here's the thing: if she if she's she talking listen, about whatever. Me. Um, so I hope that doesn't happen. But anyways, so we went to Top Golf after getting some dinner, and this funny little fun fact about Jackson: when he gets around women, he gets really anxious. Um, and it makes his tum tum hurt. It's pretty hot, actually. Um, <laughs> so I get this thing called stress farts, which I thought was not real until I turned. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just like a fake movie thing until I was like 21 when it started happening to me. So I get stress farts now. Girl walks into the room, Jackson. Um, <laughs> um, so I was. <laughs> you, so ki- you killed Matt. We're at, we're at Top Golf, and I'm dropping silent bombs this whole time, and. <laughs> Luckily, none of them smelled or anything like that. FDR in the middle of the night. Um, but then it gets bad enough that I have to go actually use the restroom. And, like, I'm in the bathroom for a while. And I come back, and it's my turn to hit. And so I go up and hit, and I hit a couple really bad shots. And um, I'm walking back, and I put, like, the club down, and I'm getting ready to sit down. And um, my friends were homies. They, like, let me sit next to her or whatever. So I'm getting ready to sit down right next to her. And my friends, one of my friends goes, man, really shit yourself on those, huh? And I was like, yeah, third time today. <laughs> and I totally, like... Leading up to me saying it, in the back of my head, I was like, don't say this. You shouldn't say this. It's not worth it. Don't say it. She's literally right next to you. Don't say it. And then after thinking all those thoughts in like a millisecond, I still said it. Um, and yeah, then, like, and she probably laughed. Um, she said she laughed or left? Laughed. Um, it so, sounded like you said left. Yeah. Oh, I laughed. Wish did because instead, apparently, she side-eyed me and everybody, all of my friends at the table. Um, what kind of side-eye? Well, so from what I, I couldn't see it, but from what I gather, it was kind of like a... Um, turned on by shit <laughs> obj style oh my gosh wow no it was it was like a damn I don't he think, shits with that ass. <laughs> i don't think she knew how to interpret it is the kind of side eye. like i think she was kind of she was kind of like a uh, also suspicious that you had just come from the bathroom um well i mean like i had been back for like maybe five to ten minutes but like it was recent enough um and like all my friends started laughing but not like at the joke but like at the situation because like i said it and immediately like put my head down on the table like i said it and she, was, she was looking away from me i said it and i immediately put my head in my hands and laid it down on the table i was like why the fuck did they say that you gave it away um well i don't think she i don't think she noticed that i did that um like all my friends said that she never turned around while i was like while i had my head on the so table. you're in the clear let's go i hope so and i really hope she doesn't listen to this but it was really funny and i don't tell you guys that um the stress farts got to me hey she's got to learn that men poop too Men uh, eventually too. hashtag never mind never mind <laughs> um, let's go over to you jackson <laughs> or, or oliver. oliver wow the illustria the illustrious the illustria was busy <laughs> was busy for one week and i this know is, this is what i get all right uh nothing happened in my life really i messed up at work but then i fixed it at work so that's about it wow i mean how does it feel to be perfect the oliver? golden child did i not just say i messed something up <laughs> i'm oliver and i'm the smart no nah, i've just been busy so i haven't really done anything I haven't hung out with anybody or done anything we know we missed you i thought you said you had something i mean i had a work thing i thought you said you locked a certain thing in an attic oh. on accident <laughs> all right so i <laughs> long story short was gone saturday from one to nine one to ten. Oh, that was saturday <laughs> no i was gone from one until like one o'clock i was gone for 12 hours um so <laughs> On Saturday, oh, I lied to you again. I was gone from five to one. Okay. Okay. Just say what you did. (laughs) I went up into our crawl space to look for a costume for a costume party that I went to that night. Okay. Fine. Got the costume, got out of the crawl space, shut the door, went to my thing, came back from my thing. And there's a cat who lives up there with me. And I got home and I was like, huh, 
cat usually meets me at the top of the stairs begging for food. Where's the cat? Brothers, I locked the cat in the up in there for eight hours or whatever that is up in that crawl space. And I felt really kind of bad. And then I told my mom and she was like, eh, cat probably liked it because the cat's like one of those like lays on like the most uncomfortable looking thing ever. It's like I, one of those little freaks. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And it's a fat like cat, that. so it doesn't care what it lays on. Right, so. right. So that's kind of all I did. Crazy life of me, right? Man, we fucked Absolutely. up this week. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we'll come back with that. Well, that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening <laughs> to this <laughs> week's episode of Drop the Ball. No, uh, we're actually going to talk about sports now. Uh, first, we're going to have the Arrowhead Shop Talk. Then we'll rush around the NFL and end it with America's favorite segment, Drop the Ball. Royals, we are not going to talk about them until they announce a manager. Something so, happens. Yeah. Anyway, Arrowhead Shop Talk. Hey, anybody wonder who daddy is? It's Patrick Mahomes. Papa. Didn't know if you guys <laughs> if you if you guys missed that memo. Everybody's saying Josh <laughs> Allen rocks. But he threw an interception. <laughs> so <laughs> Okay, we don't need to do that. <laughs> it's better than the other one. <laughs> what? No. No. <laughs> I, see, I actually wasn't sure what you meant, and then I saw you gear up to say it, and I was like, oh no, I know what it is. I know what's coming. Anyway, uh, Patrick Mahomes just uh he was like down ten to San Francisco. I know what to do, along with Frank Clark. San Francisco with the number one defense. I got this. Hold my beer. Also, uh, I was gonna wait till the middle of the show to talk about it, but let's talk about how almost in like consecutive, 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 consecutive weeks, the Chiefs have played the number one defense in some sort of category: scoring, points allowed, runs allowed, and then they proceed to just absolutely shit down the throat of whatever defense they play. Ew. I'm not trying to I don't like think that's. <laughs> what do you they mean? Didn't, they didn't shit down Buffalo's throat. They scored points. They didn't shit down their throats. Okay, fine. But they, they shit down the 49ers and the Cardinals. I don't like shit down and the Raiders and the Buccaneers. They absolutely killed the Buccaneers. But that's that's fine too. That score that the score of that game did not feel like it was ten points the whole time. I mean, Patrick Mahomes came out with a fury in that game. Anybody disagreeing with me? Do you do we no, I, not I, seeing a, a No, I was just the two games that I thought of were the Bills and the uh, Colts games were the two ones that two that I thought of. And I was like, we didn't shit down the throats. And I knew that the Cardinals game was week one. So down seventeen nothing to the Las Vegas Raiders who were and now their defense isn't great, but 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 we but broke them. They have two really good pass rushers, which is technically the way you're supposed to stop Mahomes. Well, you have a seventeen point lead, apparently you're supposed to stop them, but not supposed you're not able to and he come back he comes back and kills you that's just how it goes they just have a knack for absolutely killing everybody in in their path and sure buffalo one of the best teams in the in the league we talked about it last week about how it kind of doesn't really matter that's how i feel about it of course it matters for playoff seating i'm not going to say that it, that doesn't matter for that reason but they the buffalo bills beat you last beat you last year and what'd you do you came back on them like four times in a row in the playoffs. I'm so, just saying, yeah. Anyway, talking um, about the actual 49ers well, game. Yeah, now. well, and I just want to, while we're, I can, I can phase this into what I want to say about the Niners game, but just real quick, I have some stats. Patrick Mahomes is 13 and 9 when he trails by 10 or more points in his career. So a winning record already is significantly better than the next closest person um, with a certain minimum of games, of course. Um, but he's accrued 13.6 games worth of playing time in games where he's trailed by 10 or more. Um, and in those 13.6 games, he has a 66% completion percentage, 5,600 yards, 53 touchdowns and 11 interceptions for an 112.88 passer rating. Um, also 462 rush yards and two rushing touchdowns. That's in 13.6 games. Remember 2018 when everybody freaked out because in 16 games, he had 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards in 13 games. He has 5,600 touchdowns or passing yards and 53 touchdowns. Yeah, he's pretty great. Um, so it's kind of like you know how like a lot of um, uh, a lot of quarterbacks struggle with the blitz, right? Patrick Mahomes doesn't struggle playing against the blitz, um, and for that same reason, I think when the pressure is being put onto them and the defense, the opposing defense is in a place where they think that they have things handled and have things figured out, is where he thrives. It's almost like um, it's it's almost why I wasn't worried when we went down by ten points to the 49ers. Um, I, we talked about it last week, and I've been saying it for a while. I kind of expected this offense to start to open up like it did this last week. Um, MVS had 111 yards on, what, four catches? Um, Juju had 120-something yards and 
A touchdown or two touchdowns? This weekend? He he had one touchdown. One touchdown. One got called back because of stupidity. Right, 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 right. Um, the chop block. Um, and then uh, McCole Hardman had three touchdowns. Um, and he had them in like three different ways. Uh, so I just, I think two different ways. It was two jet sweeps, wasn't it? Anyways, I think that um, people who were worried about this offense, if there were any, um, needed to just kind of relax a little bit and let things play out. Because it sucks that we have two losses, but we also have two losses coming out of the hardest part of our schedule. Um, we won't have another part of our schedule that is nearly as hard as that was with the mm-hmm. Buccaneers, the Bills, um, the Chargers, who haven't been playing that great, but it's in conference. And at that time, people... JC Jackson's out for the year now. People were respecting the hell out of the Chargers preseason, and we played them in week two, and we handled them. Um, yeah, just once again... And the 49ers. Um, yeah. I mean, veteran. we've played veteran and superstar quarterbacks and great top five defenses in, what, four of our first six or seven weeks, which probably? Is, which is why – this is why I will read what I wrote down for the segment instead of just freeballing it like I did at the beginning. Against one number one defenses, they destroy. They just so happen – they just so have to be getting the number one defense every single week because it changes, because everybody plays the Chiefs, and then it, it, it just changes every right. time. And because – because when you play the Chiefs, statistically, they destroy you and humiliate you and chew you up and spit you out. And even last week against the Bills, they statistically still killed them. Sure, two interceptions, but 320, 300, 337 yards passing by Patrick Mahomes, which for us were like, oh, he lost 337 yards. Uh, that. Patrick Mahomes has made 300 yards, just a regular stat. Right. That's not something. A great game is two touchdowns and 250 yards two, two for 50, yeah. a majority of quarterbacks. I would say now in today's NFL, a great game is over 300. Yeah. But a great he is he is consistently having great games at the right. quarterback position, even if they lose. And I'm not saying that like losing is good. I'm just saying that sometimes you play the Buffalo Bills and you do get beat by those teams – because you know they do, they do not like to play you, or they they do want to play you because they want to have revenge. So, or you'll have the ones, and I think they'll have another one this year where they just don't think about them, like the Colts, and then the Colts somehow, God, that that loss looks even worse and worse every single week. Here's the thing, I know I, it doesn't matter, but right, I've said it before, um, and I'll kick it over to Oliver too because I don't want to, I don't want to monopolize anything, but. I don't think any team in any side of the league is going to get out of this season with more than, or less than three losses. Um, the Eagles look really good, but I mean they're the only undefeated team left, and I really don't see them losing or winning seventeen games. Um, and the Bills already have one loss, and they've got some tougher opponents coming up. You know, the Jets actually look kind of decent, and they got to play them twice still. You know, um, so for what it's worth, we do have two losses, and that stinks. But I could also only see us losing one more the rest of the way out. Yeah. Um, and that still could be good enough to get us the number one seed. Um, two losses. Here's the thing. 15-2 and two is not something to be upset about. And if we did somehow manage to win out and finish 15-2, and two, that should be able to get us the the first seed. And if it doesn't, boo-hoo. We weren't going to ever like, get it then. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to be – and I'll get to you in a second, Oliver. I'm so sorry. But the Bills – the Bills have to play maybe the best offense. Like, of course, the Bills are the best offense but in their division. But the Bills still have to play the Jets twice, which at the beginning of the year I was like, mm, I don't know. That defense is no joke in New York. Uh, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, Ema going crazy. Bryce Hall's going crazy out there. Jermaine Johnson. Did you say Bryce Hall? Br- what? Did you say uh, Bryce Hall? Bryce Hall. He's dead. Bryce so. Hall. They Bryce. have Bryce Hall. R.I.P. Bryce Hall, the, by the way. Cornerback, the cornerback. But, yes, that does suck. Now they have bit. James Robinson. But but still, but still, yeah, exactly. But still, like, the Jets are no no slackers this year. Yeah. I think they're incredibly well coached. and I kind of wish we could play them this year. I think it would be a great game. I, we, we may still. We may still. Like, we hey, we yeah. might. We might. Exactly. That or Matt Hoffman would, ro- would love that shit. <laughs> and Matt then, versus Matt. Exactly. Or um, And then they have to play the Dolphins twice. And if two is there, <laughs> that that offense is, is... Oh, they've already played the Dolphins once, and they lost to them. Yeah, they lost to them. So they got to play the Dolphins again. But still. That's a possible two... I could see them losing twice out of those out of those games. I could see them doing it. I don't know if that would be enough for them to lose the number one seed, but I could see them doing it. Is it my turn? Yes. Of course. My turn, my turn. 
<laughs> we were watching Skip and Shannon bitch at each other earlier. We should turn this show into that. No. <laughs> I don't want that. I think it'd be fun. Um, it would just be you two then. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> uh, all right. So full disclosure to the, the, the masses of audience members who listen to us every week, all five of you. Um, I did not watch the game. I was busy. Um, I did not watch last week's game because I was also busy. So lots of busy for me, which is too bad. But I did watch the highlights, and the highlights were 15 minutes long. There were a lot of them. Um, yeah, offense looks good. Here's my thing about the offense. I believe two weeks ago I said to Jackson, no, nah, it's not going to be next week that the offense opens up. It'll be three weeks, I think is what I said. I think I might have said like two to four weeks. Whatever. It's starting to happen, like Jackson said. All right, so here's the thing. <clears throat> For the people who thought the Chiefs' defense was going offense, excuse me. For the people who thought the Chiefs' offense was going to be um, twenty eighteen again because we had Juju immediately, like out of the gate, start of the season, that was never an attainable, realistic thing. I mean, it it's it just wasn't. You had you had Miko Hardman, who's been a very the very definition of a of a average wide receiver. You had two brand two brand new guys in um, MVS and Juju Smith-Schuster. Sure, Juju was a star in Pittsburgh, but he's been hurt. And we don't know anything about him anymore. Except that he's like 24. 25. 25. Which and he makes bad TikToks. It blows my mind every time I hear that stat. Yeah, dude's, dude's my age. Um, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm having knee surgery, so. <laughs> um no, so we had two brand new guys, Michael Hardman, Travis Kelsey, obviously is established, Clyde is established. Um, we had a new look offense. You cannot expect an offense with one new guy, let alone half of your 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 offensive weapons are brand new. You cannot expect that offense to be as good as you want it to be right away. There has to be a gelling period. See the Chiefs defense two seasons ago or, or last season or whatever it was that had an absolutely horrendous start to the season and the, and then the last 11 weeks after the bye they were nails case in point you have to have a gelling period where you figure out you know who's going to do what everyone's roles you figure out who's good at what in an actual game situation practice and and um whatever they call it, preseason i was gonna, i was about to call it spring training Pre- practice and preseason aside because those don't count they don't count especially now that they got rid of a game and no none of the starters ever play that has just become a, a backup showcase. Okay, that's another discussion. You can't expect it to just go humming right away. There's a gelling period. We finally saw the gelling start to happen in in a way that we could actually see it on the field. It's been happening for, what's it been, seven weeks? It's been happening for seven weeks. This week it finally actually started showing palpable, noticeable results on the field. Now you can start hoping that it's going to be 2018, but you're, not gonna, you're still not going to get the deep balls. For whatever reason, San Francisco safeties were playing far down for the first time against the Chiefs defense that anyone's played two safeties deep. Sorry. Okay. For the yep. first time in like two years, right? a team played their safeties closer to the line of scrimmage than anyone else had for like two years. So, of course, we're getting a deep balls because they finally, for whatever reason, decided to do that. The offense is going to start opening up because these guys are starting to gel. All right. <clears throat> now... We signed MBS for what? Three years? Three years, 30 million. Three years. Juju's on a one-year deal. That's fine. Um, maybe we re-sign him. Maybe we don't. I have no idea. Here's what they're not going to do. They're not going to sign Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know if y'all talked about that last week. They're just not going to sign him, and that's it. The deadline's like next Tuesday. It's just not going to happen. I know that the $3.5 million of Travis Kelsey's contract restructure is like looming large. I, I don't see it. It's not. Well, I don't think you're it's, not getting Odell for three million, right? And even if there was a little bit extra in the tank, you're not going to get him for five and a half. Like it's just not going to happen. And I don't think it'd be good. I don't think it'd be a good fit. So you have Juju for the next two years after this year. Maybe you sign Juju. Sorry, MVS. Maybe you sign Juju for a little longer. You have Sky Moore, who's a freaking rookie. You have Nicole Hardman, who's admittedly gone, but you can sign some other low-level average you free can agent. Probably get McCole for cheap if you really wanted just to maintain knowledge of the scheme but if he doesn't actually take a step forward like we might have seen this sunday right yeah so that's another discussion that i'm sure is on matt's on matt's list so we can get to that uh you know later but the point is is that you have set up the offense for the future and this is not the future this was supposed to be the 
the kind of nine and not 16 games anymore, the like 10 and seven season of like rebuild year. <laughs> yeah. In, in quotes, rebuild year. Whoever was disappointed, stop being disappointed. Be excited because this year was not supposed to be like the best year ever, but this offense could potentially be better than the 2018 offense. The point is be excited because now the offense is like it's arrived. Okay. Well, with a, with a lowercase a, it has arrived. Not, you know, it has not reached its ceiling, but it has become something that you can, that you can be excited about in a way that you can back it up with some stats. Yeah, which is basically telling every defensive coordinator, yeah, go ahead, guard, put double team somebody because we'll, there's somebody else that'll get open. Because somebody, somebody else. Because somebody our guys have learned the scheme. The scheme. The scheme. The scheme. scheme. <laughs> they've learned the scheme, and they've actually like it, it, it's starting to show dividends. That they've learned the system right. and that they're getting, they have like the chemistry going and, and all that other jazz. Yeah. Y'all see Juju wide open. You could drive a truck through that hole for that touchdown. That was it, no one within zip code radius of him. Absolutely crazy. So I'm actually, this is, this might be a shock to everybody that's listening to this podcast for longer than a couple months. I'm going to um, be a little bit pessimistic while Oliver is being optimistic here. That's crazy. Um, I'm not going to go into anything he said. I will say that there's one thing. Stop the presses. <laughs> there is one thing that does concern me a little bit, but it's not anything that I'm freaking out over. Sky Moore um, looks a little lost. Uh, punt return, whatever. That's not – we could get literally anybody to do punt returns. Like, we don't need Sky Moore to do that. If they take him off, fine. If they – are comfortable with him making those mistakes and whatever. I don't agree with it, but whatever, right? Like he's a rookie. He's got stuff to figure out in the offense. However, I'm not seeing a lot of targets. I'm not seeing when he does get targeted and does make a catch. I'm not seeing anything, um, groundbreaking. I mean, you know, like he was drafted. One of his big draft profile positives was that he was great at getting yards after the catch, finding openings in the field after he catches the ball and taking advantage of them. Um, and this is coming from someone who personally thought that he had a chance, an outside chance at offensive rookie of the year um, as a wide receiver. Now, I didn't think that Juju was going to have this big of an impact on our offense um, just because he was only here for a year. So I didn't think that they would build around him at all. Um, and I thought it would take, honestly, a little longer for MVS to kind of step up into the role that we signed him for. Um, that being said, uh, it kind of makes sense that Sky Moore isn't doing as much as he is uh, because we have him for, what, three years after this one? Um, so I mean, he's MBS. I'm so sorry. No, no Sky, Sky. Sky. Yes. Three more so because four year, even without an extension, contract. he'll be here for a year after MVS's contract yes. is up. Um, which means that at that point, the only person that he'll be con competing with for looks in this offense that's been here as long or longer is Travis Kelsey and they're completely different players. So I'm not worried about that being an issue. Um, so it's not something that I'm freaking out about. I think that it is, um, totally valid and justifiable that he is not getting the looks and having the impact that I kind of was hoping for him to have. But um, that's something that I'm watching for the rest of the season is as the offense opens up and they try to get more people, more touches, what happens with him? So I get that. Here's my deal. If, if so you said you understand you, this, you, you've been surprised by, um, the MVS's role in um in the in the team so far and granted the the small amount of time he's been here. Yeah. MVS is an established NFL player. Sky Moore is a rookie from right. a and they've been here the same amount of time. Right. Why would you expect Sky Moore to have any more production than he has? I mean he's not gonna be a Jamar Chase. No, yeah. Um also Sky Moore is barely over ten percent of his way through his four year contract. Right. We're good. No, yeah. Yeah. We're chilling. I think the only reason that I think it surprised me a little bit was just because MVS, um, even coming out of Pitts or sorry, Green Bay, um, what everybody kind of thought he was a little raw. Um, and not that Sky as a rookie was that much more well-defined and trained, just that, um, just that the things that he struggled with seemed like something that could be played through a lot easier in this offense than the things that MVS struggled with. That being said, um, you're right. Um, 
it's not anything to worry about. I think he could come away this season with like zero touchdowns and 300 receiving yards, and I wouldn't be concerned. I mean, it's also easier to be less concerned when there are other successes happening in the offense. Right. You know, if, if nobody was doing anything, then yeah, I'd be more disappointed. Yeah. But, and, you know, it's always that, I don't know what you call it, but it's always it always feels like not a big deal if you win. Like a missed field goal right. doesn't hurt you if you win the game, but if you lose the game, all of a sudden those three points are massive. That's exactly it's whatever that whatever you would call that situation. Right, the muff punts aren't freaking me out right now because we're not winning games by only three points or losing games because of the muff punts. That be that as it may, I mean, he should still stop. The, right, they're <laughs> worrisome. They're worrisome, but I mean, like it's not like I'm going to be frustrated with the coaching staff if he is still there next w- or after the bye. But if I, he. Is I mean, if he is, it's like okay, whatever. I get giving him his snaps, but right, give him his give him more snaps. A wide receiver, not a uh, or put him back there when it's a blowout. Yeah. Um, that being said, my final thoughts on the on the whole thing is, um, I still think it was a great idea to draft Sky, even with where it was at. Um, but yeah, there's the fact of the matter. So much more time to develop. Right, but it seems like every single year there's some like fourth or fifth round receiver that comes out of the draft. That ends up being a really great receiver and a valuable receiver. So that being said, the Chiefs will continue to use later round drafts on um, throw a dart at the wall wide receiver picks, um, and so Sky not Sky seemingly struggling a little bit early on um, isn't something I'm concerned about. And there's so many reasons why that is the big one is just replacing him will not be too hard if he does struggle because frankly he won't have he won't be producing in a way that we can't replace with someone younger and newer in two or three years yeah and uh back to the 49ers game right uh we were talking about wide receivers how they are intertwined in the system whatever Nicole hardman remember i don't know year ago on this podcast the three of us were like maybe we should Use McCole Hartman like Debo Samuel. Yeah. And then what they do against the Niners? They use them like Debo <laughs> Yeah, Samuel. that was wild. I was like watching that game, and I was like, no way they just use their own game plan against their defense. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> their defense, like, practices against this. How do they not know how to I, defend I, this? Well, it's it's this, it's this so dumb. It's like, why are you just now doing this? Like, you could have done this such a long time they've ago. They've tried. They have tried. They've, they've used them in, in, like, jet sweeps and stuff before. I don't know if they ever had the offensive line to make it successful. This offensive line is in year two. It's but it's also an offensive line that's way more geared towards run blocking than pass blocking. Yeah, yeah why but it's still it, year two. Right, but point being point being that they have a season You're under their belt. You're defending them not doing they have a season under their belt as a unit. The offensive line does. That has nothing to do with how you use McCall Hardman. Hey, so what is a what type yes, of play does. is a jet sweep? I un- oh it's a run oh my god, it's a run play. It's actually a pass play because Is it because it was a rushing touchdown? Are, the, you about, are you talking the, about Are you talking about both the of them happened? Pass? There's, 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 there's a touch pass and there's a handoff that happened twice. Both of them happened. You're both right. You're both pretty. No, sh- that, that's not what I'm. That's and not what I'm and saying. a little shovel pass right in front of them that still functions as a jet sweep is going to be blocked the same way as a run. Well, what I'm saying is that doesn't mean that that does not mean you don't use McCall Hardman like Debo Samuel anyway. And you guys are like, oh, they tried. No, they didn't. They gave it one opportunity and was like, and we're like, oh, well, that didn't work. Well, they definitely ran it more than one time. They're Matthew. not going to put their entire game plan in games as like on one player being used in an entirely brand new way. They're, I mean, like they're going to like slowly introduce that, just like they did with the offense this year, trying to slowly introduce how it's going to open up and and operate. I, I mean. Should they have sure. tried a little earlier? Absolutely. But, like, I think that... That was the point I was trying to make. Right. right. A, but, like, have they, have, they have given us glimpses of, of, how, of this usage before. Yeah. He's, he's ran jet sweeps before. They've done um, screen passes with him. Um, They've been running jet sweeps since 2019. Yeah. With Nicole well, Hardman. I, okay. Yes. They, yes, they have. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, they are... The 49ers are so... And, of course... Maybe it's because Debo is the only, only thing to feed because Kittle's always hurt. But like they don't use McColl that much, and uh, they use they tried been trying to use him as Tyree Kill this year, and he's just not that. They need to use him as the gadget player that he is. They did this week. We're happy that he did. You I guess yeah, you could say they they tried, but I don't think that they've tried to fruition. I mean today, uh, today I look back and I'm like, okay, this is the first time that this worked. Sure, it's but, yeah. You can try something 
Okay, you said if they didn't, they haven't tried it to fruition. Yeah, that doesn't mean they didn't try. That doesn't mean the effort wasn't there. Just didn't get results. And they weren't willing to rest their game plan on keeping. Right. If there's no plan. fruition, which is results. Yes, but this why is, would? Okay, okay, I'm gonna lose, so I'll stop. But um, what? No, what are you? <laughs> Oliver and Jackson on the same side for once. We shut Matt down. Hell yeah! <laughs> this is a record this groundbreaking is, moment is, on this podcast. This is how it feels, Matt. This is history, Usually baby. Y'all two against me. This is how it feels. OBJ style, right on your ass, bitch. Okay. That means I shit on him. Clap, clap. That's fine. Okay, well, uh, should we get into the bold predictions or should we? Um, I have one more thing about the defense that I would like to say before we move on. Okay. Um, well, I mean, what bold predictions? It's a bye week. I mean, I guess we can talk about the ones that we talk about the ones that we didn't. Right. Um, I want to talk about the defense for a second because. And we have one huge thing that I'll probably go off on. Like, I'm not gonna like sit here and say that the defense was like next level this weekend. But they faced a veteran, um, a veteran quarterback that had a brand new veteran running back in the mix that they clearly wanted to lean on, and he's really good running back. Um, with a veteran, really good tight end who actually looked healthy, and a really good wide receiver in Debo Samuel, um, and a pretty solid offensive-minded coach in Kyle Shanahan. Um, I like again. I'm not going to sit here and say that what our defense did was something that I'm hopeful for for the future, but they looked pretty solid. Um, Joshua Williams really turned a corner after, and probably cause he was on f- fucking Stefan Diggs for the entire game before this week. So he got on this week and was like, Oh, this guy's dog shit compared to what I just played against for 60 minutes. But, um, I mean, Joshua Williams had a great game. Didn't he have a pick? Yeah. He yes, he definitely did. Uh, he had that, he had the pick at the end of the half. Yeah. Which say honestly half. saved us from the 49ers scoring again after Sky's muffed punt. Um, so it was a, I mean, he was a huge point of the game. Um, and he stepped up, but, um, aside from just him, you know, like, uh, we get Trent McDuffie back after the bye week. He's going to get a whole week to be reintroduced into the defense and, um, find his spot back in that secondary without having a game in the way. Um, Willie Gay will have an entire week after coming back this game and looking pretty damn good coming out, coming in on fresh legs, um, to reintroduce himself back into the offense. I don't think that those two guys are going to be what really turns the tide. But honestly, this defense hasn't been playing bad through the first seven weeks. And that's with having a bunch of people missing. Um, There's someone else that's going to be missing, and we can talk about that. But the point being is I think that this defense really looks like they're about to turn the corner in the same way that the offense did. I don't think that it's going to be like one game where it's like, bam, we're there. But I think that coming out of the bye, it's very possible that we have a bit of a really solid game, and then there's a statement game coming really close after it. Yeah, I feel... I so feel like um, I feel like this defense is just scratching the surface. I don't know if you guys remember, but it wasn't until after we played Tennessee in 2019 when we won the Super Bowl that the defense actually started coming together. And so that was around November at that at that point too. So which is when we're going to play Tennessee again. So let's see where we are after the bye week, and maybe we can have a lot of growth. I mean, J- Jalen Watson's looking like Marcus Cooper. I tweeted that out today, but. He just he looks like he had a big, really big pop at the beginning, but I just don't think he's gonna do anything. Like who's to say? I mean, I mean he the only problem bad, he hasn't though. been horrible, and they have four years left of him. He's so been like, at least an average cornerback yeah. this entire season. He's at least part. been okay. I mean, the the problem is their edge. If they can figure out how to rush the passer, they'll be fine. I mean, that's I feel like that's really what this comes down to. And you cannot tell me that they they could not use a uh, an edge at the at the trade deadline. Like, you cannot tell me that that is not the case. Yeah, but are you going to get one for the price that you're willing to pay with the capital that you have that's going to be anything decent? You have no... Why, m- why do you... S- just question. I don't mean this to sound really, really rude. Why do you say that, like, the capital that they have, What? Did, why are you saying that as if they have nothing? Because you don't want to get rid of it. You want to keep... Okay, the deal with this team is that the money every year for the cap space is going to be kind of tight. Yeah. You need to have your... You want to keep your picks. You need to have your picks. I, because yeah. that is... Uh, sorry, I think what was it? I just read like seven of the eleven st- offensive players are on the team because of draft picks or something. Like there were, there's just I don't know the number. There was a shit ton. Like you just, I I am so hesitant to get away, give away picks right now hmm. because your your GM your front office is on a fucking roll drafting. Hoard them. I mean, I know yeah. we have several third round picks. So if you want to give away a third round pick, I guess be my guest. I don't know the numbers of how many picks we have. I just don't like giving them away at a deadline for an edge position. I just, I don't like it. 
Right. S- somebody threw around the somebody threw around Cam Jordan the other day, and I was like, Cam Jordan, no old. way. But then I, I know. He's but then old. I was looking into it, and I, so I saw Suggs. that he's got two more. He's got two more years on his contract. The Saints want to give it away. They'd virtually probably eat it just to be done with him. Yo, this is a complete aside. The Carolina Panthers are eating eighteen million dollars of C Max contract next year. <sighs> Jeez. In dead cap. Well, yeah, to be fair, they also won that trade though. So I mean, it sucks oh, yeah, to have dead cap, but like that's a that's a shit ton. Right, that's right. Ten percent of your cap just. But also, the Panthers are know. doing some dumb shit because they got offered two first round picks for Brian Burns, uh, reportedly, and they said no. That's so I don't know what the hell you're doing. So he, on the on the matter of draft capital and first round picks, um, if we are gonna trade for a defensive end, a pass rusher, um, at this deadline. I'm not willing to give up our first round for this next draft unless it is for someone that has at least one more year on their contract left. I don't know if Brian Burns does. Um, he's a free agent, technically. He's right. got first. He's got his fifth-year option. I'm not giving up one of my first-round draft picks for the draft that's in Kansas City and a draft that has some really good defensive prospects in it yeah. for someone who's going to be gone after edge this. Is yeah. pr- and edge is pretty stacked Especially because we're not losing games because of our edge. What also, our edge is right now. That's not also why us, Carolina's but. decision was so stupid not to take right. two first rounds, reportedly. Yeah. we uh, They could be blowing smoke just to get somebody to throw them a first round or be like, are you sure? Yeah. I mean that's that's possible, but um, but but yeah I I mean the Panthers are a head scratch no matter what I mean the, yeah anyway um, I think that I just think they need a Melvin Ingram type I think they need somebody like Melvin Ingram Robert Quinn's out there I think that's probably who they might go for um, I mean, Cam Jordan is a possibility I guess but I just don't see the Saints getting rid of him he's been so good with them so I just even if he, he would just die in in new orleans i mean he'd, he'd stay there so i i think that uh i think they need help on the edge but i just don't know well, if they're willing to give up for it and while we're talking about the edge do we want to go ahead and discuss yes. just quickly i don't think there's too much to discuss yeah. but might as well just mention frank it. clark got suspended for two games for violating the conduct policy in the nfl yep for an incident we have it literally on the podcast that yeah. was that happened over a year what, and like a, like july of 2021 yeah and they're just now settling it um I, I i mentioned this to the guys when we were talking about it as like as it happened um i'm not gonna sit here and say that like the nfl is controlling the the storylines and the they're coming after the chiefs and they're all against us i will say that it is horrible mismanagement for so, so many things to have happened in the league since then, um, including with guys from our own team being suspended for four games on the defensive side of the ball. Um, And then Clark has the best regular season game he's had since 2019 um, and is immediately suspended for two games. I, again, I don't think that the NFL was like, okay, now he's good, we need to punish the Chiefs. But I genuinely, like... The vibes that I get from this are he had a great game and someone in the front office that's in charge of that kind of shit was like, oh, yeah, that's an actual player. Holy shit. We never got around to that, did we? Like, I genuinely, from the way that, the from the timing and and the offense and the even, like, the amount of games, frankly, this deserved a way worse suspension than, or not way worse, but a worse suspension than what happened to Willie Gay. So they're going to give Willie Gay four games. This deserved a six, in my opinion. Um, but point being two games, a year and a half after the fact, a less than a, like, like two days after he has the best game he's had since the 2019 postseason. It's weird. It's weird timing. And I genuinely believe that someone probably just forgot <laughs> that he existed until then. I think this is unacceptable by the NFL. I don't know why you're just now getting to this. Right. That is absolutely asinine for them to just now get to this. And while we're on the topic, it's asinine to to penalize somebody in the middle of, I don't know, the season. And it's also really fishy when the last game of the suspension is against probably the person you've been, that they've been gunning for you the entire time. And the NFL is trying to treat the Buffalo Bills like they're the new princess of the NFL. Last game, wait, what? So... 
the last game of the suspension for Willie Gay was the Buffalo Bills. Oh, I thought you were talking about Frank Clark still, and I was like, we no. already played them. We're not playing them again no. until Frank I, I mean the last for, – for Willie Gay. Right. The last game of that the suspension was, was against the Buffalo Bills. I'm sorry. Something was up. He Also, and if you want to – if you want to keep going up, going up the, the uh, going up the stream a little bit more, Willie Gay got four games for breaking a vacuum. I'm by no means saying that I agree with the with the things that he did. He did he acted incorrectly, and I think he should have been penalized for it. Right, four games. He got penalized four games. Deshaun Watson, who has over 23 sexual assault allegations against women, and are they, they are continuing to come out. Okay, there's a new rape, and they are continuing but. to come out, and he got 11. He got 33% of what, from all accounts, a rapist did. Right. I So I don't know what you want to do with that information. Right. But that's stupid. And I don't know what's – and I've, I've said on this podcast many times that I think that the NFL is somewhat scripted in some way to, wit, to make s- – I'm not saying that they go game by game and they're like, this is who this is who winning. This is who's winning. On this play, Pat's going to throw win- 35 yards up this land. That's not happening right. at all. The, every, all of, everything's still happening and everybody cares the same. I think that the NFL, though, if they can, if they can inflict a better matchup or make a storyline better, they'll, have, they'll throw a flag for it. I do not disagree with that. At all. I think that personal biases can leak into how games are officiated. That's for sure. Um, we saw even this weekend referees get in trouble for asking a player for an autograph. And it happening, and then they're like, oh, that didn't happen. Um, point being, it's on camera. honestly, my opinion, that's dumb that they're going to get in trouble for doing that anyways. I think that, I mean, refs are still fans of the games. They wouldn't referee football if they weren't in love with the sport. But um, aside from that, and without getting into other teams, because you make a great point, Matt, but I just want to stay in our team just to make this point. Um, Willie Gay, uh, did nothing illegal, um, and was suspended four games. Mm -hmm. Um, Frank Clark was carrying illegal firearms, illegal weapons, which could be used to, not that this was his intent, but could be used to kill people. Right. And they were, I don't know if they're unregistered or just illegal in the state of California where he was at at the time. Illegal in the state of California Um, where he was. I don't know if they were unregistered. Regardless, regardless, he was, he was illegally um, in possession of weapons of of killing. Um, well, not all weapons have to be of killing. I don't know. I was gonna say mass destruction. They're not weapons of mass destruction. Point being, an automatic actually, firearm actually broke a law, and it wasn't just like a scary kind of bad look situation, and got two less games. Um, and I think, and frankly, I think in my mind that plays more to this the situation. How long it took for them? They can't come back a year and a half after and go, yeah, we're giving Frank Clark six games. After but, the best game he's had in three years. Right. I think it's just, in my opinion, it's not even <sighs> the fact that he's getting suspended for this, because I think he should. Um, like, realistically, like, if we're going to hold the same ap- the Why same rules to everybody. Exactly. But, but, it's just, like, it was so mishandled. And I think that it's frustrating that it was handled this way in this timing. Um, with with how, I mean, it's got, I mean, think about Frank Clark, even. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's been in contact with the league about this kind of stuff, but dude is probably elated to have his best game in years. You know, like he's been this entire preseason. He was begging fans to give him another chance, let him try to prove that he's done what he needs to do to like really step it up this season and, and play the way that they wanted him to play. Be a the leader last for years. George Karloftis. Right. Yeah. And he finally has a game that proves that he could maybe do that. And then he's suspended for two games. So it's gotta be, it's gotta suck for him too. Sorry, Oliver, go ahead. Okay. Um, the fishy part of the timeline isn't the year and a half. There's nothing you can do about the year and a half because the entity, I don't know who it was, the entity that was hearing, reviewing, doing whatever with the legal part of the case didn't finish their review and hand down a ruling to the NFL until September 8th. Okay. So the NFL has nothing to do with that. So you can't be mad until September 8th. Okay. Before the regular season started. You cannot be mad until September 8th. Then you can start being irritated when the NFL doesn't get back within the 30 days that they're typically that their typical response time is okay so that puts you to october 8th now it's fishy it's just which is weird it's just mismanaged like you said i don't think there's any kind of malintent with the purposeful um suspension shit because if there was they would have done it for a bills game not the tennessee titans and whoever else is after them if the you're jags if you're if you're gonna suspend a guy for two games 
you can't be mad at these two games. These two games are if any if, are the two of the most gimme games on the schedule. That kind of just goes against the suspicion point. It's weird that it took them so long after September 8th, which is much more than 30 days ago, to hand down this ruling. Yeah, that's weird. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. That's freaking weird. That that's weird. I don't like that. But you can't be mad at the NFL for waiting a year and a half when that's not at all what happened. Whatever ruling came down was September 8th. And of course, listener, this is all, you know, third hand. I don't actually know any of these facts. None of us know any of these facts. We just know what we've read and know what, we, know what we've heard. So this is this is what I've heard and read. Anyway, September 8th, then you can start being a little peeved. But again, if they're going to do this on purpose, do it for an important game. Yeah, we know Frank, Frank Clark has sucked for the better part of five years. But still, he, everybody knows that he's got potential. Why wouldn't you suspend him for more important games than the Titans and the Jags after a bye week? Like, that part is weird. Okay, another thing about why the Willie Gay versus the Frank Clark thing might have been why Willie Gay might have had his ruling before Frank Clark did. Nature of crime is a lot different. It's a lot different. You have you have California gun laws and you have domestic abuse in Overland Park. I mean, I th- I think location more than nature. But I yeah. I mean, but there's so much legal stuff and red tape that goes with guns in yeah, general nowadays. That's but then you get to California, which is just, you know, on another right. level. Right. There's so many more filters it, for it to pass through. Right. If he had it if this happened in Texas, different story. He wouldn't have been suspended. He wouldn't have been right. given a ticket or taken. They would have said, Oh, nice gun, have a nice day. Right. Like it's the well, fact that it's in, hope and so, it was at like three in the morning. Right. Like, right. like there's just, there are lots of factors that go into it. So, and also it wasn't just like a pistol. It was like an Uzi. An I Uzi think. Yeah. So yeah, it was an automatic. So, right. so automatic you've got to think about those things. You've got to think about where it was, the local laws in that case, the state laws in the case, and then the federal laws because it starts crossing state lines. Right. I understand that the Willie Gay thing also crossed state lines, but at least it was local and it didn't have to cross half the country. It was in the Metro. Yeah. Right. Um, um, oh, I accidentally deleted my notes. <laughs> well, that's kind of all I wanted to say. I'm right. not, the only thing I'm irritated about is after September 8th, why it took them a month and a half as opposed to like three weeks to decide. Yeah. I'm not mad about the games they suspended him for. That's annoying. The amounts, fine. The specific games, I'm not opposed to either. Right. Yeah. Now, the continuity part that you guys got at, like, oh, he finally had a good game and then gets suspended. I think that's purely circumstantial. Yeah, it's fucking annoying, but right. what can you do? I, do you I think it's yeah. do you think it's any at all possible, Oliver? Do you think it's possible that uh just because you are somebody that works in an office, okay? Mm-hmm. Maybe that maybe this is a stretch. Do you think it's anywhere possible that the NFL was processing this stuff like you said September 8th, they realized this was at the board and they were like, "Oh, we don't have time for this. We'll look for this later." They've forgotten about it, like Jackson said. And then he has a huge game, and they're like, wait, did we have it's, something? That stuff does not happen in two days. There's just no way. Gotcha. Okay. So you There's think it would take longer no for someone to realize that if it was the case? It would take so much longer than two days, you guys. That's yeah. that's two weeks minimum. Also, like, the NFL is a giant organization. so And you, and uh, you have to think of – sorry. No, you're good. You have to think of what's going on with these situations on all 30 – I always get the number wrong. 32 teams. 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to think about how much stuff's going on, and it's probably mind-boggling how much shit they have. Again, maybe they're just extremely short-handed and, and just mismanaged in that way that there's no you know, malicious intent behind this at all. Maybe there is. I don't know. I don't think there is. I don't think there's anything malicious. I mean, like, I, I think that the timing sucks, and it's really, really easy to – be frustrated by this. I'm frustrated oh, sh- by it. For sure. Um, but, you know, I think that I think that it is like a little kind of uh, not malicious. I do think that there was lack of foresight somewhere involved here. Whether yeah, it was sure. whether it was they did misplay they did set it aside and kind of misplace it or forget about it or we have time to deal with this. It's Frank Clark. I think you know? that that's perfectly reasonable. I think it becomes unreasonable with the oh after a good game part. I think that's purely circumstantial right right um, Not circumstantial right. coincidental and, and honestly uh, my main point to all of this like i said before is i feel for frank um 
you know, I mean, I'm sure he's going to go to the media and he's going to say, you know what, this is, I did something wrong. I mean, cause he spoke about it before, you know, he's, he's taken full commitment for, for doing for the wrongdoing, you know, I mean, he's, he, he'll go, he's going to go and say, this is the suspension I'm getting for what I did wrong. But I, I do want to say that, I mean, he finally, it looked like he maybe had a chance to turn things around for the rest of the season. Um, start playing from the place that he said he could now that he had lost weight and taken uh, taken the right steps to um, get his health back to where it was. And now he can't play for two weeks. Well, if weeks. he's really turned a corner, you would like to hope that he looks at this with a newer um, lens of opportunity. Right. If you, if you will. Um, they're not big games. Not big games. You still have half the season. He's I, think got, he, I think he can still practice too. Can he? That, I, that's big. I well, I don't know. It's hard. I would imagine he can't. I would imagine he, he can't. But with that same point that you were making, if he has actually turned a corner, two weeks off shouldn't be too big of a deal because he'll still have personal trainers he can work out with. He can still be doing drills and stuff right. Like and that. and he did all the work on the um, off season. I'm not concerned about his right. his conditioning. Right. It's the game. Um, the game continuity, which is the most concerning yeah. part, but he's got he's got eight games left. He's a, and he's a, he's a veteran. I think if he did truly turn the torn- corner, he can come back and be fine. Yeah, it just the timing just stinks. The timing's annoying. Yeah, I, I will agree. I would have been much more annoyed if it was for um, uh, Buffalo and then yeah. San Francisco. Yeah, that would have been really frustrating. Um, uh, frankly, I'd much rather it happen uh, now uh, than it. with Willie Gay. But frankly, <laughs> frankly, sorry. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I think that that oh, we need to we need to look at the bold predictions from this week and then we will be done. Uh, Jackson said, "Wow, we need to start writing checks to Jackson for this segment." Uh, Jackson said, four sacks total, and the Chiefs' defense has two turnovers." So <gasps> the Chiefs' defense actually had five sacks by themselves. They did, and then they did, they did have two turnovers because they had three turnovers. When that fumble happened, I was very excited. Yeah. You also said a sky touchdown, which is completely wrong. And well, that was that was that wasn't part of my bull prediction. That the sky muff led leg. to a touchdown. I guess technically absolutely not. It <laughs> wasn't that wasn't part of my attention uh, or part of my prediction, but it was something that I wanted to throw out there a little bit. I said MVS would have his first touchdown, but mm. that he almost happen. did. There was and a couple then, catches that were close, but he had a huge gains on everything. Yeah, and then I said Isaiah Pacheco would have forty and a touchdown. He had forty nine yards actually, so he went over despite me, and then he didn't score a touchdown, so despite me even more. We were wrong on our on our score predictions too, um, but I guess we don't have any bold predictions for this week because we don't play this week. They have a good rest. That's my bold prediction. Anyway, <laughs> we will we will be done with Airhead Shop Talk for today, but we will be back with America's favorite segment, Drop the Ball, right after this. <laughs> Before we get into the next section, we would like to thank our sponsors, the List Show Sell KC Group with Keller Williams Key Partners. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, they serve clients with superior customer service and integrity while going the extra mile to make your transaction the best it can be. Find them on Facebook by searching List Show Sell KC. Slide into home with the List Show Sell KC Group. It's what they do. Be sure to find us on all our social media accounts. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DropTheBallPC. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and like the Facebook page, both at Drop the Ball Podcast. And we are back with America's favorite segment, Drop the Ball. We're not going to rush around the NFL. I mean, a quick little sideline is the Bills were off, the Bengals still won, and the Jets and the Giants are still cooking is really what yeah. is really what it, what it would be. I mean, and then the State rest of New Jersey is great at football right yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> State of New Jersey is rocking. I mean, MetLife. And their horrible field is. I mean, New York too, great. but I don't want to. I, w- I want to make sure everybody knows that yeah. those two other teams play in New Jersey. So exactly. Also, I didn't know if you guys knew this. Um, they're actually going to give out two buys this year in the NFL. Did you guys hear this? What do you mean? It's in the AFC. You're, there's going to be an extra an extra buy. Oh yeah. So whichever team who plays the N- the AFC South. Right. Uh, oh okay. Winner. Okay. Yeah. This oh the, the same, um, the same division that has the team that beat us in it. <laughs> that yes. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah, that a buy? Are we sure? AFC South is absolutely dog shit, but for some reason they decide to win sometimes against these good also, teams. Also, um, trading for Christian, I, I put throw this out there real quick before we go on to drive the ball. Trading for Christian McCaffrey might actually have a three and four or three and three 
uh, 49ers team in a place where they could win their division. <laughs> a three and four 49ers yeah. team. Yeah, actually. that actually could be the deciding factor for a team that should not be making the playoffs in any other regular year. So. I like that trade for the record. I, Dude's oh, got, excuse me. I think the Niners are going to win the division. They they lost the trade, but it will work well for them mm. in this season. You were like, but you said you, you said in any other year they wouldn't make the playoffs. No, they not. No, you get C Mac for four and a half years. Not if you're three and four after the first. Yeah, but their division sucks. That's what I'm saying. Any other year. Okay. The Maybe Ram. The, someone in their division won the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Right. Okay. Which and they like, wouldn't have. And the Geno Smith Seattle Seahawks are in first place. Well, excuse you. And That's what I'm right. saying is normally the, normally the Seahawks or the Rams are pretty decent. Arizona the last couple of years has been at least been putting up 13 wins. Three and four doesn't quit you in the playoff conversation. Okay, but we're, we're only, we got 10 games left. But whatever. Yeah. Let's talk about our drop the balls. Anyway, we'll talk about our drop the balls. Uh, I'll go first because mine's dumb. Okay, yeah, you can go first. Yeah, go. Sure. First of all, fuck Tom Brady. All right, I said it. Um... Oops. Tom Brady threw a beautiful ball to Mike Evans, who promptly bobbles it and drops it. And I hate Mike Evans, mostly because he plays with Tom Brady. It's kind of like the Midas touch. Everything you turn touch, touch everything you touch turns to gold. Everything Tom Brady touches, I hate. I guess. Nice. Anyway, so Mike Evans dr- literally dropped a ball. They got beaten. They got beat by Pittsburgh or something. Who did they get beat by? Uh, they got beat by Pittsburgh last week. They got beat by Carolina. This week. <laughs> That's right, Carolina with the with the quarterback who I've never heard of. PJ Walker. Thank the, you. The XFL MVP. Jeez. Anyways, so suck a cock, Tom Brady. That's all I got. <laughs> well, mine. Okay, Jackson. Back to mine. Um, yeah, suck a cock, Tom Brady. So, Woo! um, not just Tom Brady. Tom Brady though. Um, two veteran quarterbacks who, for the last probably what fifteen years, have been considered top of the league. Um, in their respective positions. Um, I think there's probably six MVPs in between them in the last 15 years, if I had to guess, maybe. Um, they lost bad. They both looked ab- abysmal this weekend. Um, and I think that it's really, really funny for two different reasons. Um, and, and I'm not going to sit here and say that someone's marriage breaking up is funny, but um, Tom, Tom Brady... Uh, I mean that dude risked and probably sacrificed his in his his marriage and probably any shot at his family um his family kind of operating the same way as it has the last six or seven or eight however long they've been married years um to play one more year of football um for God knows what reason he decided to come back out of retirement after like two weeks um and uh in doing so he came back to play three and four football and be like bot like a bottom like <laughs> like outside at least certainly outside of the top 10 possibly bottom half of the league and starting QBs and all most metrics um now moving over to Green Bay which I want to share this little thought that I had I never thought about this how the fuck does Green Bay Wisconsin have a NFL franchise because of been there forever right yeah. i would assume it was like one of those like it's one of the og, OG right OGs. i would assume it was like yeah. back in like the like 1920s when like like quote-unquote professional football was being played well, but also it wasn't the, like look a lot of down indes- upon, blah blah uh, correct me if i'm wrong i think oliver would be the one that would know this but the a lot of industrial shit is in green bay Wisconsin. right i have but, no idea but it's it's, it's like it's, a huge working right but it's still place. and i don't know how big it is but it's still an like an hour and a half away from the closest like big city like you can't even say it's metro, like it's not like it's not like Kansas City, Kansas having, um, like a professional soccer team or something like that. You know, like it's it's it, like it's removed from the Milwaukee metropolitan area. Regardless, I just wanted to share that because I thought about that and I was like, how the f does this town? It's got to be the smallest town to have a franchise. Regardless, Aaron Aaron Rodgers, um, two years ago, we're like not even a full two years removed from him making a big old stinky fuss about. Um, not getting money and his team not building around him. I'm going to hold out and go ask to be traded somewhere else. Surprise, I'm back. I still love you guys. I'm here. I'm your golden child. Um, I used to like Aaron Rodgers. Recent events over the last like two or three years have convinced me otherwise. He's really annoying. Um, he's almost as big of a whiner. He's not more of a whiner than Tom Brady the last couple of years. He's an egotistical maniac. Right. And, he is. Um, and I've heard rumors that this is he planned on this being his last season. Um, and for for both Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers to be going out with a f- 
whimper instead of a bang mm-hmm. is just fucking beautiful to me. Well, and, and I don't want to disrespect anything that they've done in their careers. They both had fantastic careers. Um, one actually winning playoff games, one choking playoff games, but that's besides the point. <laughs> um, they'll both be Hall of Famers. They both changed the way that the quarterback position is played. Um, but in recent years, I've gotten quite tired of hearing them whine to the media about politics or or the ruling on the field or how they don't think they're getting the best treatment by their team or fans or whatever. Like I'm sick of it. Like I, I don't want to read another headline that says Aaron Rodgers whines that he doesn't have the the right wide receiver talent around him or that Tom Brady thinks the refs should have called a pe- roughing the passer after he kicks the shit out of some defender or something like that on the field, which he got fined for by the way. So, um, <laughs> uh, F those two guys this weekend. They both dropped the ball pretty bad, and I, yeah, they're honestly bad now. hope they're they bad keep now. losing. I think yeah. I would think it would be fantastic if both of them did not make the postseason and what could possibly be their last year in the league. Yeah, I mean, who's to say what's going to happen to Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I think that proves once and for all that the NFC is wide the hell open. Besides the the Eagles and the Cowboys. I mean, the Eagles and the Cowboys are probably going to be in the playoffs no matter what. But the rest of the NFC. It also shows me that the AFC is probably going to run the next few Super Bowls, I think. I think just the talent is way better in the AFC. And I think that's why we said that last year and then the Rams won. So, you're right. You're right. Their defense is but they Am I am I about to say something on live on this air that I'm going to regret for 15 years? Wait, say it. Maybe. I don't care. I'll say it. They played a little bit of a fluke team. <laughs> like Let's be honest. Oh, the Bengals? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I think everybody, I mean, everybody and their mom could have looked at that game and said that the Chiefs should have won. They just let off off the gas and fucking gave it away. Yeah. Well, do you think the Chiefs would have won the Super Bowl if they would have played the Rams? Yes. yes. Cool. I believe that too. <laughs> yes, I do. Cool. Uh, I'm going to go on to my drop the ball. My drop the ball is to the world of baseball because nobody's paying attention to it, but I'll let you know. Phillies are having a nice run. Go check them out. They're actually pretty fun to watch. Uh, after having no bullpen, it's such a wild, wild concept. It's the 2014 Royals. No, they're not. They pl- they they hit for way too much power. Um, okay, no, you know what I mean, it's, though. It's, it's, it's the first cut. half of the 2021 season or 2022 season Yankees. Well, it's because and when you get when you get on a roll with these with us kind of teams, I mean, it just. Um, you were about to say three true outcome, and we've talked about this before. Yeah. Um, I like stats, especially in baseball. No, they're really fun. Really. Um. When you play a type of baseball that relies on three... This is not my drop the ball, by the way. Right, right, right. right. I just want to talk about this real quick. Yeah. When you play a type of baseball that relies on three out of, like, 20 outcomes, um, statistically, if you're doing really bad at one point, you're going to do really good and the inverse. The Phillies weren't doing so hot to the point where they fired their manager this season. I think people forget that Joe Girardi was their manager to start the season. He got fired. Um... And the Yankees were doing so good that people thought they were going to win 120 games. Now one of them is out of the playoffs and looked abysmal to finish the season. And the other one went on a damn hot streak and frankly looks like they could run the Astros. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Astros are going to win the World Series. I I think if I was a betting man, I'd put money on the Astros. But the Phillies are on a fucking roll right now. The Phillies are on a roll right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I'm the Astros, I'm a little bit scared. I'm a little scared because, I mean, it's not like they didn't just beat a Padres team that had great pitching. I think, and that's what the Astros are leaning on. I think Astros in six. Can you only bet in the amount of games or can you? Can you can you bet, bet all kinds of things. I, I'm thinking you get you get high odds if you bet games. Six, I think. It's going to be high scoring. I'll tell you that much. Or uh, the Astros are going to literally just shut them out. Like, they, I seriously. No, they won't. I, I, it'll be yeah, it'll be no tough one too. is shut. No one is especially at Minute Maid. Harper. Especially at no Minute one is Maid. shutting down Bryce Harper this season, this postseason. The Astros are plus eight fifty to sweep. Nope, they're not going to sweep. I don't think they'll sweep the Phillies. Um, yeah, that's that's our episode this week. We're passing off the ball. I just wanted to. I haven't done mine. Oh, you haven't dropped. Never mind. No, I haven't said mine. Fuck Matt. He doesn't get a drop. Right, well, I'll say mine real quick. <laughs> not, but I said baseball playoffs. Baseball playoffs. Sorry, I thought uh, you said no, them. And okay. I just started, uh, I started rolling. It's I okay. Uh, we were talking about the New York Yankees. Aaron Boone. Uh, my drop the ball for this week is, you know what, Aaron Boone, oh, and if you missed it, we were talking about the Astros. The Yankees got swept by the Astros, yep. but they were down 3-0, okay? And Aaron Boone was trying to get his team, the manager of the Yankees, if you're unaware, 
was trying to get his team together and do whatever, and he just showed them the 2004 <laughs> ALCS where the Boston Red Sox came back from down 3-0 against the New York Yankees. <laughs> so was, was his goal to get them pissed off? Or yeah, I don't know what his goal was. Or like show them that it was possible. It's definitely the show that it was possible, and I don't really think it's th- that huge of a deal that, the, that he showed the Yankees because none of those players were on that team 18 years ago. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but still kind of... I understand, but none of those players were on that team 18 years ago. So they don't have any... Unless their like, dads played 18 years ago, they have no... like, per, on the, or Okay, unless either a family member of theirs played on it or they have grown up a Yankee fan, they have they shouldn't care that much you're gonna care about the team you play for yeah. to an extent it's your franchise i know right. but and I, not I, just I, any franchise i understand that but it's not like they were all played in that series right but also like you're like i think another aspect of it that we aren't necessarily covering is the fact that it was their rival like i mean like talking about like strictly just for the players now like even if they didn't grow up yankees fans they're probably still not super fond of the red sox right as players um, or at least not until the Red Sox offer them a shit ton of money as free agents. But <laughs> um, I can't like I don't like that's like if someone was like, "Hey, buddy, you're you're gonna get a girlfriend someday. Look at this shit stain that got this like super hot girl over here that you fucking hate. Like he's an awful dude, you know. And like he got a girlfriend, so like you can do it, dude. Yeah, people tell me that all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. No one tells me that I get a girlfriend. They just make fun of me and laugh. Anyway, Aaron Boone was dumb and <laughs> and said that. Yeah, did it work? Uh, no, they got swept. Actually. Oh, okay. Um, That's tough. I thought maybe it would work. Yeah, didn't work Damn. this time. That's that's okay though. Yeah. Well, that is a that that is. Ooh, I had a stroke. Sorry, guys. Uh, I had a you stroke on this week's. Episode, yeah, on this week's that's episode, tough. I dropped the ball. That's okay. Uh, drugs aren't kicking in anymore. <laughs> that's what it is. Anyway, so <laughs> with that being said, until next week. Don't drop the ball.